Hello, human peoples. You're listening to the podcast network of Gamefully Unemployed. Support us and gain access to great exclusive podcasts like Fox Mulder is a Maniac, Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, Star Trek The Next Futurama, and our latest show, Spiel Boys. Head over to patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. We do game streaming, movie nights with our patrons every Friday night, and you can even commission your own podcast about anything you want. Literally anything, within reason, and we have to do it. You are quite frankly out of excuses not to go visit patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. That's patreon.com slash G-A-M-E-F-U-L-L-Y unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds. Welcome to Screamplay, a show about spooky video games, with your hosts, Tom and John Ryman. Welcome to another episode of Screamplay, the show about spooky ah! video games. Uh, oh, I'm your co-host, Tom Ryman. I am What's up? your other co-host, John Ryman. I screamed over you. Oh, you did? Play. Well, that's because you're uh, a scumbag. No, it's because uh, of Screamplay. You have to scream. <laughs> <laughs> and we have a guest today, our oh. first ever guest on this goofy little thing that's apparently a show. I'm so excited. Um, Drew Grant. Say hello, Drew. Am I the seventh? guest you no. can be you know i mean like is this the seventh show yeah. no it's i not mean the seventh show. you're the first guest which mm-hmm. does that make you bronson pin show i think that makes me pajama houdini pajama houdini oh that guy's awesome <laughs> mm. we could be doing the um, seventh house guest and you could be sinbad oh my god nice nice mm. Love solid pull solid and, pull and honestly if sinbad showed up in this game i wouldn't have blinked I think that was Pajama Houdini that is uh, who's going to be playing him in the remake. <laughs> I'll pre order now. So we're we're kind of circling around it. Uh, Drew, you brought today's game that we're going to talk about. So why don't you tell us what it is, even though they read it in the title, but I don't care. You're going to hear about it again. And uh, yeah, and, and, a, and a little bit about uh, uh, the game and how you came to find it. Uh, mm-hmm. Why don't you tell us a scary story? Ooh, uh, well, old man staff built a house and filled it with his toys. Uh, actually, no, that whole rhyme. No, this is 1993's The Seventh Guest. It is, today, one of the only video games I've ever completed in my entire life. It's <laughs> incredible uh, to me, and I'll, well, I can't wait to talk about that. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so it's something I played with my father, uh, like, when it came out. I remember, like, very vividly certain aspects of this. My dad was a big gamer. Um, mm-hmm. He was a big nerd. He loved Doom. He loved all these games. We played a lot of um, other spookums like Sanitarium and Harlan Ellison's I Have No Mouth and I Must Scream. Sweet. Um, both of those are fantastic horror games, by the way. And then we played this game, and I remember being so scared and so bored at the same time that it, when uh, <laughs> the opportunity arose to, to go through this with y'all, I was like, this is the one. This is the one yes, I choose. it must be. <laughs> we must talk uh, about this. Sweet. Mm-hmm. Do I go into the plot here? Uh, I can. Yeah, we can. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, we're sitting here. 
We're we're in a dining room. Mm-hmm. We're all dressed like flappers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's we're a about slice to cut cake s- in front of us, and we're promised some wishes. Up slices of cake. We're, we're promised wishes like- if we catch this pink boy running around. But we <laughs> have some time. Boy. We have some time <laughs> while we're solving this ponderous puzzle. Oh Drew, my god, it's pink boy. Go ahead and regale us with that scary story. Okay, so there is this guy. Ugh, he's a drifter. Guys, you know how you know you love him. It's a no, drifter with a. I've with drifted a Jewish, from time to time. Yeah, it's a drifter with a Jewish last name Strauss. Um, it's Strauss, only gonna be I thought, right? Strauss, right? Right. Strauss. Still, that's a Germanic Hebrew name. Let's say uh, only relevant because one of the puzzles later, but we'll get to that. He is a drifter who has a dream oh, of a doll, and this dream is not going to be relevant throughout the game. It has nothing to do with anything, but he becomes a doll maker, and somehow that makes him incredibly wealthy in. I guess land baron times. Uh, it like seems to be like real Black Forest shit. Yeah, like yeah. some real Bavarian Grimm's fairy tale landowner. It's in the 20s and 30s, I think. Yeah. Not that, that to... opening story, though, is like a oh, Grimm's fairy tale. Yeah, where yeah, he's yeah, like yeah. galloping through the woods like the fucking murderer from the beginning of Great Expectations. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Just so... skulking through the dark. Sorry, Drew. No, no, no. So this guy makes dolls because he had a bad dream about them. I guess he was a murderer first. He was a drifter and a murderer. Uh, mm-hmm. and a He real murders good... this lady, right? Yeah. Yeah. He's a... And so when he murders it's a lady, a real he has a real renaissance dream... man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so, murderer, lady killer, also makes dolls. Uh, he's, he a real, a he's a real polymath. <laughs> polymath. He's a man of the people. Uh, so he starts making dolls. Uh, wouldn't let him around kids. I mean, this guy is very... He's like... F. Murray Abraham in a cravat. He's, he's really. I think I texted you. He looks Perfect. like F. Murray Abraham on the side of a rice box. Like he Perfect. looks like a brand mascot. He looks like but F. Yeah. Murray Abraham on one of those like postal workers FBI's most wanted. <laughs> yeah, like F. He and his Bob from Twin Peaks. He actually looks like uh, my boyfriend was watching it with me as I was playing through, and he goes, "It's your boy." And I immediately went F. Murray Abraham because I knew that's who we were both thinking of, but I don't know why that would make him my boy. Um. But yeah, so F. Murray Abraham kills a woman, takes the doll, learns how to make dolls, uh, gives them to kids. The kids get sick, but somehow he still has a really successful business doing this. This is still the intro, like the prologue, guys. Uh, then he builds a really big house. And then at some point afterwards, I think right in the 20s and 30s, seven pe- six people are invited to a dinner party. And they are the six people you would meet at a dinner party like if you were doing one of those costume how to host parties. a murder mystery yeah. if you're doing murder i was mystery. thinking that the whole yeah. time that <laughs> is literally at the top of my are. notes mm-hmm. it's literally the millionaire and his wife uh pajama houdini um there <laughs> yes. is a jessica rabbit there's literally she's just jessica rabbit um and then there's bronson pinchot um and they all come to this house they're not really given any instructions kind of like this entire game you're not really they're not told what they're gonna get uh, they just heard this guy has this big house. They came there for dinner under, like, clue-like auspices, I guess. They all want something. Uh, most of them don't really have clear desires or, like, trajectories or narratives that I could figure out. They just were, like, there. I guess they're all supposed to be bad. There's an old lady there, too. I, I think that's it. It. Seemed, it seems like Eleanor and Temple were okay. Yeah, the magician and the, and uh, the, the stuffy waspy wife. wife were yep. trying to help the pink Trying boy. to help the... Yes. Yeah. So Trying a... to help Flesh Boy. Yeah. Flesh the smooth the pink, pink lad running <laughs> away from Stout. <laughs> like a marzipan log. Uh, 
So yeah, so that you are you are a middle aged man. You can know this because you have an inner monologue throughout the entire game that doesn't really again doesn't really fill in the narrative blanks as much as sometimes give you little hints for the puzzles because that's the entire game here. We're just going to go from room to room and solve an increasingly uh, like frustrating amount of the same puzzle. Like a rook yes. chess There's game. Like There's like three puzzles, and they make that you do them three dozen times. Who said it? Who said it earlier? It was like a Cracker Barrel. It's like the game at Cracker Barrel. It's exactly oh, yeah. that game at Cracker Barrel. The sword Barrel. game, yeah. The, the sword, sword game, game at, at the, the very end. end. Yeah, I was talking to Drew about that. It's it's just the it's golf the game, game from, game from mm-hmm. Cracker Barrel, which is a difficult puzzle. Yeah, I would say these are these are the hardest games. I've ever played. Yes, hands hands down, hands down, totally agree. Um, I guess we'll save that for the boneyard. Yeah. <laughs> mm. um, that was great. That was spine tingling. Mm. Mm. Um, so yeah, I guess we should now. Now that we've had that, we should cut our insanely shaped pieces of cake that all look like melted Lego bricks, and uh, just start wandering aimlessly uh, 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 through this spooky ass mansion. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm assuming Vincent Price is around here somewhere. Yeah, don't make any uh, sudden moves in front of him, Drew. He might bite, but that's just because he's not used to you yet. Yeah, you got to let him get acclimated. He probably um, smelled my FMR Abraham on me. He does, yeah. <laughs> he's more it's like, like arches back and hiss. <laughs> he's, he's, he's fighting with Stoff, I imagine. Yeah, you can't have, you can't, Stoff is not like not Vincent Price in this yeah. game, so it's, it's, it's like having two cats in the same oh, room. They're going to fight. He is. If I, if, he's if like I had a metal band, big I'd call it... Vincent Price. Okay. Sure, like but the, that's still a deg- that's still a gradient of Vincent Price. He's like he's, Alibaba Vincent Price. He's Spirit Halloween's Vincent Price. Let's there just leave it, it at that. I was gonna say, uh, if I had a heavy metal band Prince, based on this Prince game, Vice, whatever yeah. they call Prince it, Vice. <laughs> Prince and Vice, Prince and Vice, Scary Man. Yo, that's so, <laughs> Scary Man's also really good. Damn, those are both really good contenders for what the Spirit Halloween version of a Vincent Price. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, um, it's oh I'm, I gotta do the thing. I gotta do the thing. Uh, and then we can start. Um right, so let's wander around and get lost in Spookaboo Manor. Now I invite you to step inside. Spookaboo Manor. Ooh. Spooky. I was gonna say, if I had a heavy metal band based on the seventh guest, it would be called Stoff Infection. Mm. There it is. <laughs> that's that's you, you, you do go. have to play a version of the board game infection in this game. Yeah, um, okay. how does go? It's it's like a ver- it's it's like Atari, but it's also called. It has like a zillion different names. Anyway, um, this is a part of the of the show where we talk about the the spookiness of the game, um, mm-hmm. specifically its mood, its vibes, how spook 'em ups it is, how spine shingling it is. <laughs> um, Any story points we bring up in here as well? Yeah. So, um, Drew, you mentioned. That mm-hmm. this is a game you've been playing since you were a kid, or at least you <laughs> remember it fondly as a kid. Yeah, I haven't um, still been playing. I haven't been playing since I was a kid. To be clear, I finished this game as a child. <laughs> yes, and I put it down and left it there in the past. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, how do you feel about the 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 spookums of this game? Did this game scare you badly, or uh, a little bit, or what was? As a kid, I remember having nightmares about the basement. Like, I, I vividly remember my night terrors about the, oh, the basement level. Yeah, the basement level. is pretty intense. I yeah. have night terrors about that microscope puzzle as well. Oh, God, <laughs> that, one, that one drove me nuts. But I would say that, uh, no, this game is very much not scary. Like, I'm not even sure if they were... It's unclear if they were going for scary. 
It seems I, I like they're you like they weren't. <laughs> they were. They um, I did read an article on Games Radar on this, and mm-hmm. the creator was like going for like like old Hamer films, like House on Haunted Hill. That's just about mm-hmm. that was exactly and, what um, I was about to say, and like Clue and stuff like that, which is what they were trying. So they were going for like a little spookiness. Mm-hmm. Um, but it does it does feel like I was gonna say Hamer because it does feel more like drive-in spookiness, like kind of schlocky. Cheesy well, I, spookiness. Yeah, I know. I, I know. I messaged you about about this, but it's worth bringing up on the podcast. Uh, who is this game for? Like, who's the intended audience? Because there's part of this game where you straight up watch ghosts have sex, and then it's one of the only clickable things that are like continues right. you and just, remains you clickable. Just hear their <laughs> fuck screams. Yeah, you hear their fuck the screams, and then you the watch the, the Jessica Rabbit character take a bath for like yeah for a 20, really long time, <laughs> and not one boob. I was so pissed. No, not a single yeah. boob. Not it's a not even single titillating. boob. Mm. It's, sort of um, like, it's sort of like the POV of the, the game itself, which is that you are both somehow a 30-year-old man and a boy. Like, right? So this is it's like, who is this game for? Yeah. I, like, close on age. Yeah, it feels like solid PG-13 territory. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean... Um, but I don't know. That's a good question, because, like, what was the audience for DOS games in 1993? Like... I guess there's Still, an easy this answer is like my one father. of the first. Um, Everybody's dad, I think, is who this game was for. <laughs> and I would say that as well as like people that you know, like have large puzzles, like sitting out in their living room that they mm-hmm. work on for like a year. Mm-hmm. That that's who this game is for, because that's I think really kind of the. <laughs> this is a game you pick at. You don't like play that's, it in like long settings. It's just like you solve one puzzle you're like okay that's good i'm good for like the next week or so until i feel like coming back and putting another piece together um so i think yeah it's more just for like picking at or like i think one of the things that they also said the creator also said in this article was that uh he wanted it also to people to like drew play with their Mm -hmm. families and uh you know take turns playing it some people be like oh i know what this is and then you know it's really funny to me that they're like, we see this as a family game. Yeah, what the really? hell? Really? Fuck bones as a family? Yeah. Okay, all right. Well. The sex ghosts? Yeah, we have sex ghosts and this like, creepy to... weirdo chasing this pink kid around the... Okay, I mean, like, I guess that's <laughs> what we're going to do. Why do you keep calling him pink? That's the funniest thing I've ever heard. Because he's pink. Because like, he shines with the, the, the pinkest glow. He's like the ghost oh, of Christmas like past. Ready. He was wearing, like, pink? He's a ruddy boy. <laughs> he's pretty ruddy, yeah. He's 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 galloping he's, through a twenties mansion. He's oh dressed God. like the fanciest newsy. Yeah, I, was gonna say, I think it is a newsy. It kid. might I just think be it like the hue of the like when I was because I played it on Switch and he looked pink. That's so fucking funny. I don't know why that's the funniest thing I can possibly imagine, but <laughs> there you go. It's like he's a pink boy. Um, he's he also is. you find out our protagonist. Uh, you mm-hmm. are. You are, despite, again, having the inner monologue of a 30-year-old, you are a child. Uh, Stauff has uh, in- trapped the souls of all those children he killed with his dolls. That, yeah, the disease. dolls made them sick, and then when they died, they transferred into the dolls. Wait, For uh, why, what? though? For yeah. why, though? Yeah, that's the plot. I don't why. know. I guess his fucking magic. or He made some kind of... 
I don't think they ever say it directly, right? But he, we come to figure out as you know, as you solve each puzzle, you get a little bit more of the story via um, thrillingly <laughs> cheesy cutscenes. Yeah. And we eventually learned that like he made some sort of Faustian bargain, right? Like he, oh, Strauss, that's where yeah. his inspiration and his power and, yeah, and so. such came from. I'm still so um, confused though because he's like, why is he so rich? He owns a like he makes he, dolls. Because everybody <laughs> loved his dolls, baby. It, they, they killed like half dolls. the people. <laughs> they killed half the people. Listen, like, the dolls were really cool. I like also <laughs> how like the story opens with him murdering a woman, and then that fact <laughs> yeah. just does not come back ever again. It doesn't really seem to. I think the only thing it's there for is to like let us know what kind of dude he is, or like yeah. maybe that's why he got the vision, right? Like right. he gets yeah. the vision from presumably Satan or some sort of lower demon. Yeah, that's, uh, that's it's a like pyman. here, make this doll. <laughs> you have pyman. So- but uh but uh yeah it is is they do have a lot of serpent imagery like people turn into serpents a lot in this the woman just melt they melt melt. the carpet the timeline of this story yeah the timeline of the story is wonky because you get these cut screens but you can only play certain rooms in a certain order like the mini games but yeah for some reason they still don't really tell a narrative like sequentially so like i definitely watched the houdini guy die twice like, he melts into I the floor. I thought I saw him, like, die, like, five times. I, I had so much trouble, like, following the story in this. Because it, like, jumps around a lot. And the, you can solve puzzles. Like, you don't have to solve them in a sequential order, necessarily. So, I, I, I felt like I was jumping around a lot. So, I thought, like, the the magician died like eight times or something like yeah. that. I, I, was... I think here's, I saw him. Here's my thoughts mm-hmm. on that is as you pointed out, yeah, you can do, there's like three basically sections of the game where they like gatekeep certain puzzles until you've solved a certain set of them. But mm-hmm. in general, you can do uh, those sets of puzzles in any order you want to. And of course that also means you will get the cutscenes revealed to you in any order. So oh, interesting. I think they sort of designed the cutscenes with that in mind. So while they're still, they're still kind of preserving the vibe and you still sort of get each character's general sort of thing by seeing mm-hmm. the cutscenes. But it made me think about that board game Mysterium where you have to mm-hmm. be like a ghost trying to communicate. Have you ever played that, Drew? Oh, I've heard about that. that yeah, yeah, I've heard delightful. about it. I've played it. It's a, it's a game basically where you, one player is a ghost trying mm-hmm. to communicate to the rest of the players who are playing psychics how they died and who killed them, but you can only do it with these really this really esoteric deck of cards, and you can't control oh. which cards you have in your hand. And they're just so pictures. I, it's it's really cool. Yeah, oh, it's I really, really like neat. That. Yes, but it made me think about like like a couple of movies have touched on this idea too about what it is like to be a ghost where like you're kind of slipping in and out of time and things happen out of order and you're not really sure where you are like so that's the movie kind ghost. of exactly the movie, yeah or the movie um, I, oh, okay yeah yeah that sounds cool the um, others the others are kind of like that it's it's also very reminiscent of a, another movie that i i am a big fan of but i'm gonna hold off on talking about anymore um but I think that the weird thing is if you're going to do that, and that's fine. I like that concept. I think that gameplay is actually a lot more conducive to that kind of storytelling than mm-hmm. probably a lot of other mediums. Really probably more so than, it up. Yeah. But if you want to do like a, like a weird out of sync story, like maybe a game is the best format. But don't kill your main characters then. Like, because that kind of gives the game away. And if you are going to kill them, don't kill them like multiple times. Because now, like, it's like they just decided every time you see a character they're gonna have to die and maybe that's look maybe that's part of a larger storytelling device that i just didn't get or i don't think was done well which is like these ghosts are looping through like 
eternal variations, right? Of like how they could have died. Well, they that's kind of true. Like, that's right. They, we do know they've been doing it over and over again. Yeah, they kind of yeah. spell it out for you at the end. Oh, this has been happening over and over and over again. So I guess that makes a little bit more sense. But I, I think there's a better way to do it. Yeah, there's absolutely a better way. Which I you think do is what Drew is hitting on. Yeah, because yeah, I was thinking, not necessarily the deaths so much, but like you do see a lot of the different guests get their wish. So it suggests that um, each one of them, or not each one of them, but several of them caught Tad at some point. Like Bronson Pinchot gets those coins and then he melts into the floor. And then like um, Heine, <laughs> why is she named Heine? Uh, wishes to be young and turns into a baby. She turns into a baby. Um, turns, turns into, into a baby. little baby. And then and, like, oh no. um, freaking, what's his nuts? Uh, the magician pajama magician. Finds out that it's just like science and he's not really doing any kind of magic. And is and that he gets what he wanted? Yeah, he said he wanted power. He's like, what is it? He wanted Not to science. do actual magic is what he was saying. Yeah, yeah he's pissed. That guy. And, and then, then he melts on the floor. He melts on the floor. But he also gets strangled by Heine. Yep, yep. He also gets strangled. Uh, Heine like, is the one. With piano who, wire. Is that the guy who found who uh, has the game with the with the Nazi Google, Nazi gold? No, that's Heine, Bronson Pinchot. Heine is the. Uh, she's a lady. She's the lady oh, that brings lady, him yeah. the the pink boy at the end. The white haired lady. Yeah. 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 The older the older lady that's not the millionaire's wife. So. Just so, just so we don't gloss over that real quick, uh, there's that game with the swastika in it. Sure is. What? 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 Yeah. Are we, what are we making of that, guys? I I, I guessed. didn't even think about it until now, I but you're 100 percent right. <laughs> and I almost texted you, Drew, but I didn't. And then, like an hour later, you texted me, and are I was you like, "Right, about the, the coin puzzle." Yeah, the oh, Jesus. One of them just looks like a swastika. It is a swastika. It's and I imagine it's because Am it's I on like, a list now? <laughs> oh man. I think it's because it has to be a thing of sacred geometry, right? Like the, the Nazis didn't create the swastika that they already no, existed. No, no, I, I think it, it relates to the puzzle, but at that at the same Oof. time I'd be like, guys, maybe pick a different because it's shape? not the only shape yeah. <laughs> I guess yeah. I can do this. No, but it really means shape. this. And this was done in like the 20s, like before Hitler started using it. I was like, no, guys, nope. no, get, no, no, no. Get out of here. No. Get so out Strauf, here. Strauf infection is Hitler, is what we're learning. He's baby Hitler. Yeah. Yep. Um, Teen tiny little Hitler. So, yeah, I mean, it seemed that was striking. I mean, I gasped. <laughs> yes, I did. It was a jump scare. <laughs> it was shit. one of the game's uh, genuine jump scares and was maybe, the like, reveal yeah. of that puzzle. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it would be different if it wasn't a game about, like, coins, gold coins that, like, <laughs> this greedy man wants. Because I'd be like, well, at this point, it's just, like, weird propaganda. <laughs> this is just, like, actual Hitler propaganda. Like, this mm -hmm. is something, like, your grandpa would keep in, like, his, his you know, attic <laughs> after, like, yeah. his time at World War II. And it's like, oh, that's that's fine. He, he won it from the Nazis. Oh man. Um but I do like parts of the I, I I really like the game obviously never scared me, but I did I really dug the vibe of it. Like um the the hammer horror kind of schlock driving horror vibe of it. It's really operatic and over the top theatrical. Um so just like good. every FMV game was back then, but like I was kind of really into the the story and the mood and like the mythology of this weird little game yeah you know, i, can't I could if it was not a... decipher it yeah i can't remember if this was an official sequel or if it was their unofficial sequel but they had one called the 11th hour 
That was official. That was official. They had another one called the Thirteenth Doll, which was unofficial. Okay, was was Tim Curry in either of those, or was he in a totally separate thing during the same? Gabriel Knight and also Command and Conquer. Yeah, and the Frankenstein one, right? There was a Frankenstein Uh, one. Maybe not by these people, just like a a different one. I just remember Tim Curry was very like involved. Tim Curry was in a lot of these. Yeah, yeah. he (laughs) He was in more than one early. He's like, you're gonna pay me how much to do how long? Okay, to do what? To do what now? Just stand in front of the, like he's doing his sit at my home and record my lines here. <laughs> um, Mark Hamill too was really big on this bandwagon in the yeah. early nineties. I to their to more power to them. Oh uh, yeah, sure. I would say I would say this is probably the best. I was I was saying this is really where I miss my calling in life. I should have been doing this for a living. I don't like, know. If I was around in ninety three, I would have been so good at this. <laughs> Drew, I don't know if you could have because according to this article, they assembled a cat of uh, the finest cast from Oregon's oh. thriving acting community. From Oregon's thriving <laughs> <laughs> That is a quote from this game trader article. No. no <laughs> thriving Oregon's thriving <laughs> acting community. I mean no, they might have not. it if like you're from Oregon and listening, sorry, I, I, we're we're, oh we're making God. jokes out of ignorance, but that is a pretty funny fucking quote. Never That's apologize so... to Oregon. They know oh what my... they did. Yeah. Oh my fucking God. That was incredible. Uh man. Do we have any more thoughts about the the, the spookiness or the booness? I did have yeah. one thing um mm-hmm. that was kind of creepy. If you played the picture puzzle where you have to flip all these tiles to make a coherent picture, it is a picture of the house only it's been mm-hmm. burned down mm-hmm. which is like foreshadowing what's actually going on which i did think was actually pretty cool and if implemented in a way that wasn't out in an area where i was already super duper frustrated that had mm-hmm. been really cool um but, uh, uh, <laughs> what was your guys favorite puzzle of this whole the whole Ooh. thing well actually That'll let's see um, let's, put a, let, let's let's put a pin in that oh, and move yeah. out out let's Uh-oh. mosey on outside we yeah, kind of vincent's think... getting kind of aggressive now yeah his tail starting to mark his territory yeah his tail's fluffed out <laughs> he, sm- he smells tad <laughs> he does he does he smell smells tad. tad. he smells that pink boy he's he's <laughs> the opposite he does not like pink boys in his house let's uh let's 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 get on out the back door here uh out of out of, out of the, the the spooky manor and uh uh make our way down the steps and uh poke around in the boneyard Perhaps now we should go chasing through the boneyard. Ooh, the boneyard. Yeah, them bones. Um, bones are bones. the money. The bones, bones are the money. Bones are their money. That is so the currency the of skeletons. It has been confirmed. Yeah. And fear. Yep. Yes. Um, this is where we're talking about the gameplay. Um, so yeah. Favorite puzzle. That's an awesome question Favorite to start puzzle. this section off Man. with. Someone needs. What's Tom, your, you need to go what's first. Yours, what's yours, Drew? So we can think for a second. Uh, okay, 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 okay. I did uh, actually like I a couple of these. I, I actually yeah. really did like several of these puzzles. Me too. I just got frustrated by them. Uh, there was one oh, that I yeah. solved super quick, and that's the other thing. They don't give you instructions for any of these like games. So like that's half the game for me is trying to figure out what the rules are. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like that was like ninety percent. Oh, of it. it's and finding be, the like, best walkthrough. Is like this, like just <laughs> to, what the game is uh, not to tell me the puzzles necessarily, but just to tell me what the the because like w- the way they implement it is just like someone throwing a bucket of marbles at you and saying solve <laughs> it, and I'm like, what am I solving? Who are you? Why are you in my house? Like, 
They're like, jump one, and you're like, jump one what? Yeah. <laughs> but go ahead. I'm sorry, That's Drew. I didn't half of what? Yeah. <laughs> that is what this game is, though. Like, 90% of it is just like... You're just, they're just like giving you these cryptic clues. I guess that's why the Tad, the boy man narrator exists is to give you these, these clues where he's like, huh, I'll have to take a leap of intuition. And you're just staring at a deck of cards. Right. (laughs) Is there supposed to, you want me to jump over the cards? I did like, Um, uh, okay, go ahead, Drew. I'm sorry. You were saying your ones. No, I know. I was just saying, um, which is my filler noise. Oh, uh, well, I mean, I liked the card puzzles, honestly, and the coins. I thought those were easy enough to do but they were fun um mm-hmm. and uh what was the other one i liked i liked the the um the telescope one and the one on the bedspread with the words or the oh, letters where you have to like, oh, yeah, the skip three games, or yeah. five was i thought that those a game? were because those made sense to me so i was like i don't oh, know how i won okay. that one I won that one, and I just I just pressed buttons. And, oh, right. and I think you, you can you can blunt force your way through some. of You these. can also <laughs> use the book in the study to skip one, which is what I did with the microscope. Because well, fuck that thing, it was wait, stupid, wait, what do you and mean? I hated it. Oh, what? if you go into the library, the the first one of the first rooms on the first floor, yeah, there's a, a it's where the telescope is. There's a book on the table, and you can click yeah. on the book, and it gives you hints. Or yeah. you can oh, skip the... a puzzle completely. How? I don't know how I did it, but I you keep did it. Read it. You keep reading the book. It'll give you two different hints. Oh, um, shit. In, in one of them's real oblique. The second one's a little bit more specific. And then if you ask it a third time, it just solves the puzzle for you. But <laughs> it won't show you the cutscene if you do that. Yeah, and okay, I don't so think you can do it again. Like, so you I can found only a, do it once. That made me remember what my favorite game was. It was definitely the cans. The cans oh, were Oh, man, right. the cans. The cans really threw me for. I figured it out, but like it's like the second puzzle, and it's mm-hmm. pretty fucking hard. For no, the second is, puzzle but, of but a at game. least you know what it's what you're trying to right, right, do right, right. Well, yeah. not really, because I had to look up. It's like, what am I trying there's, to do? Oh, make words. Like, okay, it's thirty wise. You get a you get a bunch of cans. You're supposed to put them in order in the form of uh, you don't even know what. It's like four letters on top, then a five letter, a four letter. And then there's two uh, a bunch like of consonants, no vowels, and just a Ys. bunch of Ys. Yep. Uh, and I looked at the book. That's when I I didn't know it was a hint. I just was, I thought that was just like how you solved it. I looked at the book and it gave me like a bunch of synonyms for that sentence it's supposed to be, and then I was able to figure it out. So that one, that one's my favorite. Cool. Oh, I liked I, I liked the card and coins ones too. Um, because that scratches an itch in my brain. I liked the word games. Um, I liked all the mazes. I liked the heart valve one where you had to like go through and click the valves to get the blood to flow through correctly. Right. Um, And even though doing the maze was kind of a nightmare because if you forget a turn or you forget where you are, you have to start all the way over, which means you have to do another, you have to go back in front of this great puzzle and do that again and then get into the maze. Wait, how do you go back? At least the great puzzle was easy. You like if you turn around or if you hit uh, there's a little clock like a little stopwatch icon. Is that on the what that does? Is yeah, that you what click that... it. You click it. It resets the puzzle for you if you get stuck. Oh, we could not figure out how to reset the puzzle, so we were like really worried we were going to be down oh, in that maze room forever. Oh, no. oh you can also you can shit. also hit spacebar. Oh shit! Oh okay. Uh, yeah, because as a kid, that was I'll just tell you guys uh, that was what gave me nightmares. It was that horrible maze in the basement. I was. It took me like. If I remember correctly, and this is a child's memory, like a little pink boy memory, but uh, it took me three months, me and my father, three months of like every single night playing this game to figure out that maze because we couldn't, 
we I don't think we figured out how to get back to the beginning either. So we were just like down there. We didn't realize the map was the one that they gave you uh, up top on the and, rug. Yeah. And even if we had like what we were like 1993, what were we gonna do? Like do what Tom did and do <laughs> what I did. I wrote them down. <laughs> I sat and I wrote down all the directions, all the turns. I just kept going um, forward. And if I hit one, I would go back and then go to the next turn and see if that one would let me go forward. I don't know how I did it. It only took me like five minutes. I'll be honest. I don't know how you did it either. That's a hell of a maze. That's that's incredible, especially because you can't turn around in this game. It doesn't let you like turn the way you came back. Like at least not, on the switch. I can't explain. Not in any it, kind of way that a, makes sense. I, I do have a good sense of direction, so I can kind of like visualize what's I've done behind me. Mm-hmm. So well, that makes a lot of sense because I I have a terrible sense of direction. So do I. <laughs> so bad. Um, I had one more. I actually liked the microscope puzzle. I hate um, that. you. Because I knew that I knew the game. Get out of here. Get it's out of here. Um, get out of my house. You're bad. And, I mean, person. we already we already said the the word stuff, but I like the telescope one. Yeah. Oh, the, I, tel- I the, the tel- telescope one is good. Yeah. The telescope one was a lot of fun. <laughs> what was that one again? That's the one where you just have to you 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 start at one. It's it look it looks like a bunch of like moons, and they each have a letter on it, and you're supposed to form a sentence, and you start at one, and then each letter you each like little planet you move to after that will have a couple of different direct paths you can follow, oh, and you right, just right. sort of pick a path. It's sort sort of like a mix between a maze and a word jumble. Yeah, you're just which trying is to make just a like word. What, what I love. Yeah, I mean, I figured out some of these so intuitively that like I I can't tell you how I did. Let me put it this way: I can't tell you how I did any of these given games, like what the rules were for any, I couldn't explain to you. I couldn't sit down. That's why the walkthroughs were like, not going to help me any, because I don't think like watching someone else do it was going to let me know how to solve that face puzzle. Like in a million years, oh I can watch someone do it a million times. I, I got so stuck on the face puzzle. I played oh that with, uh, cause the music in this game, by the way, is preposterous. Um, <laughs> so it also just cuts out. It's like Nintendo crazy Nintendo jazz. <laughs> <laughs> and it just does not fit a horror thing. It's like... It's very much the Twin Peaks, like, man from the other place thing, where it's like... Oh. Bum, 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 bum. Yeah. Well, I guess it's that very kind of makes a little bit more sense, but I, I had to, like, turn it down. I was like, all right, I'll just put some old episodes of Top Gear on while I was, like, playing it, and it took me through two hour-long episodes of Top Gear to get through that goddamn puzzle. Oh, my God. Well, yeah, it I was... was I, sometimes, I, music cuts, sometimes music cuts out, though, which is really fucking frustrating as well. <laughs> like, you'll just be playing it, and it just stops. Oh, yeah, it does that constantly. You're like, oh, okay. Nothing? Yeah. Nothing? Nothing? Okay, and then all of a sudden, like, the bongos come in, and it's just like... The Copacabana or whatever it is, like they're playing in the background. It just did not fit. It frustrated me so much that music. Oh God! And when, Again, like, like, especially like when you're like on hour one or after hour one of a specific puzzle, mm-hmm. and it's just that that early '90s video game music. You're just like, I'm mm-hmm. gonna throw this out the window. So uh, yeah, my- that. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. That's where I sort of hit a wall was the the face painting, and I had to quit the game after that because my brain cannot do Rubik's cubes, and that's essentially what the face pain, uh, the the painting one is, the face mm-hmm. puzzle. Um, and I, I sat there like I could show you the notes that I wrote out like a real maniac. Oh, wow! Like I I wrote out like I got the face down to where I had one tile. 
that needed to be changed. And I sat there and tried to write each possible combination I could do. Um, and I sat there for quite a while writing that out. And let me tell you, there is so there's like way too many for each possible like because I had to do okay if I turn this one then what is that it's like it was like trying to figure out a password by going like one 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 okay that didn't work one 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 two okay that didn't work one 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 three you know that's funny because um, I did that a lot in my childhood I would like try to, to crack my dad's uh computer by yeah literally sitting there and go one 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 two one 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 three and I did it on several occasions enough so that he had to buy like a super lock for like his computer so like I guess I just was the kind of tenacious child that you could not get me to sit down and shut up for anything but if you like put something in front of me I wasn't supposed to touch I would just just go at it like a little little hound dog yeah that one was that one was the probably one of the except for that fucking microscope puzzle fuck that you microscope, microscope. Fuck um, you. that was the one you played AI it, you play against a game that like is sentient sort of like I mean it was kind of impressive like yeah it, but if you move first you lose like, I just ah, I hate it is that no, true no <laughs> no shut up Tom you do you lose that's the end of it. Um, but uh, what was it? The uh, what were we talking about? The um, the face one, the portrait one. That's a because I knew it was like all right. So I would click on the. It was just like trial and error. I'm like all right. Mm-hmm. So if I can get all this area green, I can turn it into, you know, the skin looking you know picture. Skin it, man. It, it, skin stuff. Yeah, skin, skin stuff. Smooth skin stuff. stuff. Yeah. Pink boy um, stuff. He yeah. desires the flesh. <laughs> That's why he wants the pink boy. That's why he wants the smooth pink boy. He wants his, his flesh to be smooth and pink. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah. So that yeah, that one was that one was hard. And the piano one can go straight to downtown oh, hell as well. Okay, I do want to sit in something I wanted to talk about, which is not necessarily <laughs> a fault of this game, but like this is sort of like the genre. If you grew up oh, yeah. or have played any of these games, like the early 90s or, or late 80s uh, adventure games where they're these puzzle-based stuff like Monkey Island, Gabriel Knight, and the games you mentioned like Sanitarium and I Have No mm-hmm. Mouth and I Must Scream. Yeah, Monkey Island's a li- great game, but it offends way more than this game on certain things. <laughs> it does, yeah. Um, so like, they they live and die by their puzzles, right? That's the entire mm-hmm. difficulty of this game. So you could go out and buy like a like this was a hefty CD-ROM game. It came on multiple discs. I imagine <laughs> it was probably full price. So you come home with this game, and if you could like just kind of solve the puzzles as quickly as like a crossword puzzle or mm-hmm. like a you know like a Sudoku book, they you would you'd feel pretty bad about that, and you'd get mad at them, and they wouldn't the, it wouldn't be a successful venture for them. So they made these puzzles really fucking hard and oh, right. oblique. Um, <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. It totally makes sense. Yeah, they're supposed yeah, to be like, like worth the, their money. The, the issue with like the piano, it's just like it's just Simon Says, yeah, and it's just going because. Into. Okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, you, you know, you're about to elucidate it. Like I know you're about to say, even on that simple puzzle where it's just like, okay, you just have to repeat the piano keys that they press. It's 18 rounds of it. I counted. That shit took 25 <laughs> minutes to solve. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like Knowing dumb. the solution, it took 20, let me to clarify, it took like 25 minutes to enter the correct solution, not oh, yes. to like try and fail until you solve it. Yeah, yeah because... right, so you're just Simon Sinek, you're just doing Simon Sinek. It's also how I taught myself piano, though, so that one was that's more fair, frustrating. Yeah. That's, that's more frustrating because like, I know the theme song of this this game really well, and that's what this is doing for you, so I was, it's mm-hmm. also the Clarissa Explains, uh, no, not Clarissa Explains, uh, Eureka's Castle. 
It's the Eureka's Castle theme song for oh. the first like five notes. We're like Eureka's Castle. So I was like just doing that, and then like it it loops back into a minor key, and then it goes down and up. That was more frustrating because I kept accidentally touching the wrong button and having to start over, and like that was endlessly frustrating. But because right, um, it's because it's eighteen rounds of it. It's fucking crazy, right? So that's just like a time waster one. That isn't like that's you, that that's like yeah, that is just like yeah. Mean. That's yeah. just that's like, just we need something to flesh this thing out. Well, we can't just have Simon Says. That's stupid. Well, what if we made him do, like, 18 rounds of it, and you They're don't like, get yeah, to us, and you have to start from one again, like, every single time. I mean, Can you maze. play piano, Tad? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the maze and the... I'm saying about the maze and the piano are time wasters. I mean, those are yeah, really... Yeah, they really are just designed to swallow your time, like, really cruelly. Uh, yeah, and I feel like... When I think about the most... The most, like, weirdly hard one that I think was, like, a surprisingly hard one, because the word games I get pretty easily, is the one that's basically... Like a lot of other games, like Coffin Flop, which was in the basement, uh, and the base game, but also like um, the, they're all just basically puzzle games. Uh, and there's like a Rook game, and you just play those two versions of things back and forth. But the last word game, where you see three blocks in three rows, so it's like a grid. Oh, and, yeah. And you're supposed to spell what? Get. Get Tad Boy. Get, get boy, boy Tad. Tad. Get Boy Tad. Which you should not put in this game if you look like stuff. I mean, what the fuck was that? I was trying every combination. I thought I had it. I thought I had it. And it turned I had out to it look, was... Yeah. I, I had, had to, to look, look in the walkthrough and see what I was supposed to spell. And then I was like, okay, well, let me see if I can spell that. And from that, I... You know, it's. But you never heard I, the name Tad. That's never said in the oh, game. Oh no, you do. I actually, I had. Um, if you mm-hmm. have this, if you play with the subtitles on, it's a lot easier to catch stuff. I don't know if you do or not. No, no, I hadn't played it with the subtitles. I just oh, you should. You should. Tad. I just called his him name Pink is Ted Boy the entire time. Um, so I, you can. I had been following the disjointed sort of ethereal story uh, well enough that I knew what it wanted me to say. Like I knew it was oh get tad boy or get boy t- tad like i knew what it wanted me to write i just couldn't solve the puzzle because it's it's basically a rubik's cube well, luckily had... that that solution was actually on there's no fucking solution online for the painting puzzle uh is there <clears> like <throat> is there ways to solve are there multiple answers to each thing i feel like there has to be for most of these for, some, for some of the puzzles there definitely are like the spider one where you have to draw the lines with the spiders i know there has there's multiple ones to that because it's wherever you start Right, exactly, yeah. and they're, they're, <clears throat> for the one that's the um, the one that's the microscope game. But that one does that actually involve AI? Like, how is that playing mm, against I, me? A very rudimentary not, AI, but yeah, I'm not actually sure about that. I don't know if, if that one feels like there could be multiple solutions to it because all you have to do is fill up the board with your color. But well, it's like see, playing because against you. I, I yeah. tried. I, lo- I went online and I tried to look. I was like, okay. So I started making the moves that these guys were making online, and then the computer was making a totally different move than it was against them. So it's like, I was just yeah, like, this, it counter this... counterlearns, which is weird. Like you can trick it into like you can bait it into like going after one of your guys, which means that yeah. there's like some sort of machine learning going on, which is crazy intense for like a 1993 game. Yeah. That's like where we're at right now with AI. Yeah, that puzzle was hell. I... <laughs> Mm-hmm. I wonder if I, I do wonder now if it's just like totally random where it moves. No, no, you can I mean, we had, it. We had rudimentary AI in '93, like enemies in Mario would follow you and shit. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah, but this one was like specifically like the way that like you imagined uh, computer like war games mm-hmm. to work in '93, where it's like you move and then well, it like chess piece moves, you know? Yeah, there were also chess like a game like this is its grid bases like there were all, there were tons of chess games at this time that you could play against the computer. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, that's yeah, I, yeah they probably yeah, did just Kurt have a version of that in there. One and, uh, the thing. He sure did with J and B whiskey. <laughs> yeah, I feel like this is. I was just impressed by like how good it was because like I could probably predict I could like get to a place where I could predict its moves, but it could also like predict mine very well. Like it was getting like really good at predicting where I was gonna go, and I was like, "This is weird." Like I didn't know at first because it was like learning from me, and then it figured it out, which was you know again from '93. It's a pretty impressive technology. Oh, it saw I me coming overall. a mile away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it beat me in two moves, and I just get angry and smash things. I mean, that game was. That, that Try was again, so friend. No, um, I think this uh, was overall pretty impressive for for 1993 for sure. Oh, like yeah. I can, like I, I, I can th- tell this blew people's little minds right out of the back of their heads when they saw this game. Yeah. Uh, I remember, I remember when it came out and really, really wanting to play it, but we uh, we didn't have a computer that could run it. And then it was only it came out I think on like 3DO or something. It came out on a weird console. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my boyfriend brought up the good point. He's like, who's this game for, Drew? Anyone who can play it. He's like, if you had a computer that was capable of processing this game, then you probably were the kind you of nerd. You probably bought it, yeah. Yeah, you're probably the kind of nerd that was in the intended audience. Which, like, that tracks. Like, it was for people who could figure out computers in 1993. Yeah, that's why I said at the beginning. It was for yeah. everyone's dad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just, well, my dad um, also was, like, a big fan of, like, uh, House on Haunted Hill and stuff like that. That's what me and my dad were into. So, like, that's specifically Oh, shit, tracks. this is right there, yeah. Yeah. There's even, I mean, there's even the floating skeleton from the end of the uh, mm-hmm. 13 Ghosts. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, is that Haunted Hill? Uh, both. The House Acid on- Bath? Yeah, that's from House on Haunted Hill. That's Haunted Hill. That's right. Okay. That's what I was thinking of. And the floating skeleton in the end is like 100%. I even think they have a skeleton that floats up out of a chest in one of those movies. Maybe. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's like, it's like you said, it's like the William Castle, the hammer horror. Mm-hmm. It's like, mm-hmm. it's just very, um, it's just funny because you do get an Oregon theater troupe performing these these ridiculous things while the, the visuals can be kind of spooky. There's a lot of effective spookums in this, I would say. They're kind of undercut by the performances. For sure, um, yeah, for sure. I was still yeah. vibing hard enough that I didn't mind. I was like, "Oh, great! Let these cheesy idiots in here again." Now, if yeah. I had played, say this, some lines. If I had played this when I was thirteen, when it came out, I'll be like, "Yeah, this is like one of the gnarliest games I've ever played, bro." But like, um, I mean, like you have to judge it by that standard. Mm-hmm. Like back mm-hmm. in nineteen ninety three, I mean, like this. You know, I was looking uh, up stuff online because I like to get kind of a background on these games when we talk about them but um mm-hmm. i was checking it out online this and mist the game mist mm-hmm. actually like um skyrocketed cd rom helps the skyrocket cd rom sales because everybody oh, wanted I to play bet. those games um so yeah it's uh yeah um which i actually went Mist's through when you sweet. suggested it i got some of this confused with mist and realized uh-huh. I had never played this game before, but have you played uh, Mist? Like, oh yeah, that was... it's a great game. Oh yeah, but like I guarantee you, if I played it now, I'd probably have you know like the same kind of like, oh, okay, this is kind of slow and frustrating at points, like you know you do with this game, just because like back then this was the shit. This was yeah. Final Fantasy seven or sixteen right now, you know back yeah. in the day. So it's um, funny like. 
there was a bunch of games like this that came out during the time, and I do wonder if like some of this was just like plop your kids in front of it and like like hope the parents don't stay through the whole thing, uh, because there was some like slightly inappropriate stuff. But there was an Are You Afraid of the Dark one that was very similar to this, also CD-ROM, also incredibly difficult if I remember, like not for the age group of the show. Uh, um, Sweet, but, like, yeah, I'm gonna try yeah. to find that. Yeah, it's really good. Oh, I, oh Drew, I'm, uh, I read that they kickstarted a board game of this game. I don't know. I haven't tracked it down, but. You just have to do a bunch of breakout mini games. It's basically like, yeah, you just have to sit there and Stout play cards. Trying real, to imagine what it is. But uh, Stouff would be a real big fan of sexy. How are you afraid of the dark? Jeez. I mean, like, this feels very much like um, also like those, you know, Halloween Horror Night kind of things where it's like, mm-hmm. would this be a maze? Would this be a cooperative game? Like, I can't. Imagine It'd be an escape game. room. And, yeah, you're right. Oh shit. You're oh, right. you're fu- you're right. You're absolutely right. Yeah, uh, of course it is. Of course it is. Yeah, that's right. And I hate those too. Yeah. I mean, in, in theory, I love them, but just like the movie, they're you know disappointing and confusing most of the Which time. Which is kind of why I'm like glad that we did this one because last week we did Amnesia: The Dark Descent, and these mm-hmm. are kind of like the same kind of game, but they're like approaching it by accenting two different angles, I guess. Is that the by the um? Is that by the the amnesia game? Is that by the guy who did Soma? Yes, yes. Uh, Where they're focusing more on the ambience and horror, whereas like the seventh guest is focusing more on the on the uh, challenging puzzles. But they're kind of the same thing, a little Uh, bit bare bones. I'm not to do another podcast here. I just Soma has one of the craziest concepts i'd ever like heard of until that point like i don't think i'd ever seen love that soma we can Don't do it we can do it we can have you back on to talk about soma, soma is <laughs> chef's kiss yeah i love soma do we have any more bones we want to dig up while vincent's still screwing around in the house gotta leave some for no, a suit man gotta leave some for a true. suit it's true. Have the actors done anything else? I do kind of want to like find that out. Man, I don't know. <laughs> I, I didn't look any of them. Steadfastly refuse to look up any okay. of these people. I didn't look any of them. I hope they're still working. Uh, they're, mean, you know, yeah, I think fine. like this was probably a lot of fun for them because you you know they're just like kind of community theater actors that mm-hmm. were maybe friends of this guy or you know did some local tryouts and this was probably a lot of fun for them to do like uh, not green screen in this case it was blue screen. But uh, what? You know, yeah, they did blue screen on this. That's and they said it didn't work that well. That's why they have kind of this like weird aura around them. They just <laughs> That's why like, the video doesn't look great. Yeah, and they were just <laughs> oh, like, man. all right, well, let's just accentuate and make them look like ghosts. That might so be why point, I think that boy is pink because it's the blue screen. <laughs> so at one point, my, my my very new like smart like HD, uh, like we got this really expensive, nice, no big deal, uh, TV, brag. like this HD, like LG, like, you know, 4K, all the things. It cooks for us and parks the car. Yeah, it cooks for us and parks the car. We get it, Drew, you bought a TV. Well, that's to say I've had it for a week and this game <laughs> shut it down. Like the TV just shuts <laughs> out. At one point the TV just shut down and then it flickered back on with like incredibly worse light because it was trying to like um, smart smart fix it adjust to it yeah oh no and it couldn't it just like couldn't so it like broke itself like i was plugged it in and the tv was like absolutely not yeah the tv was like killed itself like in the spare time just just committed seppuku it was awful um that bomb disposal robot in the simpsons yeah it's like stop playing this microsoft game that micro microbe game uh yeah i don't have any more bones to pick with this this one my tv does but so that's a pretty big bone. All right, well, let's get it. Let's get the hell out of here. Oh. Um, 
and make our way towards that that distant blue and yellow light uh, off off on the horizon the the, the last blockbuster which is located con- conveniently behind uh, Vincent Price's house he bought it it was um, haunted Price so and- he had it moved brick by brick like the like the london bridge sir mm-hmm. prince and vice please sir prince and <laughs> prince vice. And vice that's right sir prince and vice <laughs> Um, so now we get into the section where we're gonna, this is where we rate it, right? Uh, yes, this is where (laughs) we rate the game and decide whether or not we're gonna toss this up on the shelf, uh, with our, uh, Saturday night sleepover spooktacular movies. Mm -hmm. Yep. Our Cabin of Curiosities. VHS collection. Yeah, you're better at that than I am. Yeah. So this is, uh, the section we like to call... Whether or not we should buy the VHS. Okay. Yeah, whether or not we buy the VHS, it's fine. We, you know, we've done several of these. <laughs> you know how many podcasts I do. Oh, that is true. <laughs> but yeah, the first, um, uh, our first leg of this is uh, rating the uh, spookiness of the game, the scariness of the game, which is rated in zero to five. ten spookaboos or one to uh, ten spookaboos. Hmm. Um, who would like to go first? Man, I'll jump have... on this grenade. All right. unless, 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 Drew, you have an answer no, ready no, no. to go. I was going to ask, is this from the POV of a, of a tad child, or is this from an adult, oh, like yeah. who we are now? I don't know. Well, I mean, like... Uh... Um, but, okay, I, I've, 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 got, yeah. I've got a hot take. I've got okay. a hot take. Okay, okay. I've got a hot take. I'm going to give this thing um, <laughs> five spookaboos. Five. Okay, that's hot. That's such five spookaboos right in the middle because i am grooving on the vibe of this game it's not scary it. at all um i just love the cheesy driving horror movie schlock vibe and it, yeah. this it they clearly did too it's full of homages to that they damn near play the beetlejuice theme at one time yes! oh god yeah, yeah. um yeah, Th- when the, that's when the what birthday the cake comes alive. Was. It's the, that's what the music in this was. It was Beetlejuice style music. It's just it was eight, yeah. eight I just, I, style Beetlejuice. Only yeah. more carnival. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, uh, fucking Calliope music. Yeah, I um, I just I I'm I love this genre, the subgenre of horror. Um, and this was a pretty pretty fun universe to exist in. So that's why I'm giving it a higher rating than. It uh-huh. should have maybe just gotten for how scary it is. So yeah, oh, that's the hot take. It's throwing like, down the gauntlet. Okay, okay, I see what you're doing here. So you're saying it's mm-hmm. not spookaboo scary, but it's almost like a I maybe call this a spooka Drew in honor of me because it has a Perfect. very video Drew kind of vibe to it. There which you is like go. it's not it's not it really scary, does. but it's like it's got like a weird weird girl vibe to it. Like this is like a, <laughs> so the video Drew vibe. It's not scary, but I feel uncomfortable. Exactly. It's a little too try hard to be scary. <laughs> it's definitely try hard. Uh, but it's also like it's pretty fun and it's like entertaining. So it's harmless. <laughs> I give it I give it six spookaboos just because of the indelible print it's left on my childhood. That's totally fair. Yeah. Oh man. Well, hmm. I'm going to be the grouch the mix. I'm going to give it three because, like, uh, obviously it's not scary. But, um, I mean, like, if you're a kid <laughs> and you're playing it back in 1993, it's mm-hmm. not scary. But, like, owing to where it takes its cues from, like, the old Hamer movies, stuff like Clue, and just trying to be, like, and, and it's, I think it's purposely corny at some, maybe not as Corny is like we thought it was, like their mm-hmm. that what their intention was, but um, you know it is it is that, and uh, it has some 
creepy images in it. I thought the like I said the you know the picture puzzle foreshadowing that the house has burned down and this has been going on a while. I thought stuff like that was kind of neat. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's it's not it's not scary, but it is it does have that like you know uh, Saturday afternoon driving type feel to it. So yeah, I'd give it three. You'll definitely feel something playing this game. There's no way that you're going to feel nothing. Yeah, it's, gonna, it's not you zero. Have a t- yeah, you're yeah. going to have emotions during this game, I would say. Like, you're definitely going to feel intense feelings. And they might be frustration. They might be throwing down your, your controller and being like, I'm never going to play this again. But you're going to feel <laughs> right. something. Yeah, you certainly will. Yeah. <laughs> I said that more than once. Yeah. Um, the next rating is is rating the gameplay, the actual the the fun of the game, how it plays, uh, and we do that on a scale of one to ten bones. Are the money? Yeah, so the are money. the money and the food. So, okay, so here's my question: I don't play a lot of video games. Mm-hmm. Like I said, this is probably one of the last ones I ever finished uh, successfully. Are they usually this hard? Is that like normal for games for this well, genre for the, at this yeah, time? This genre, yeah. yeah. I mean, they're, okay. they're... But nowadays, games got le- way, way, way less hard. They like, I think the design philosophy has changed a lot. Because back then, video games was still kind of a very niche habit, mm-hmm. niche niche habit. Niche. Um, not many people were. It, it wasn't mainstream. So they trying to get as much life out of these games as possible, especially when like rental became a thing. So then they, some games were like like the Lion King. If you ever played the Lion King on Genesis or Super Nintendo, like that was specifically designed for level two to be so impossible that you couldn't beat it in a rental weekend to like force kids to buy it. Wow, um, I played the, the game. It's really fuck. It was really hard. It was this. I can't wait to be king level. And you're, you're just trying to get thrown across the 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 trees, and it's really hard. Anyway, Aladdin had a level like <laughs> Aladdin had a level just like that. That was also I, very hard. I think if this game were to come out, were to Games like this, adventure games that are made today, like Soma and stuff, have like really robust hint systems within the game itself, so you don't have mm. to go track down some weird walkthrough. Like they design the games to be completed now, whereas I think back more then accessible. the the philosophy was more of the arcade game philosophy, where it's trying to just drag quarters out of you, so it's trying to make you lose as much as possible. You know, that's really um, interesting. So, yeah. That's really interesting because I yeah I was also thinking that um, half of this game's difficulty is trying to figure out where to go next. Like, there yeah. were several parts of this game where I just got stuck. I was like, I finished all the games. Like I did it. I've been in all the rooms. I'd look at oh, maps. Did you not? Did you, oh, you didn't click on the map. Ways to get through the house, so you have to like figure out ways around like the front staircase. Mm-hmm. Like, no, I, I figured it out. Like I mean, the bathroom was the hardest one. I couldn't figure out how to like find the game there. Oh yeah, like, I had I, to look that up online too. Yeah, There's and, a button you you could press spacebar, or, or and it would highlight all of the clickable objects in the room. What? But I'll give it a bone rating. Um, okay. I give it five bones. Um, the I, I do like a lot of the puzzles. Um, some of them were like, like the piano one, and the microscope one, and some of this just like. Argh. But yeah. um, I mean, like, like I said, it, the the puzzles are are good and they're meant to be really really hard um and it's just kind of it the the where it like drops for me because i love puzzles but you need to tell me what i'm supposed to do Mm -hmm. you can't just give me like a jumble of random objects and say solve this i I don't know (laughs) what you want me to solve bro like i don't know what to do here so like uh that and like also kind of like 
the the confusing kind of frustrating manner that the house like starts like blocking you from going places mm-hmm. um i was just like uh, uh. remember when remember when <laughs> cerberus randomly shows up yes. in the last three minutes of the game it's like, what cerberus in the dollhouse <laughs> yeah there's a cerberus that keeps you from going back out of the attic yeah oh my god but yeah um oh and i i forgot to ask about this but does anybody know what the lady from the meatloaf video was doing like what was her deal Oh, the Jessica ghost? Rabbit? Jessica Rabbit? Oh, the, the, the... The ghost in white. The ghost in white. The lady from oh, the Meatloaf yeah. video. Or, I think as I thought it, like, I thought it was a tie into the movie Lady in White with Lucas Hawes, which was a big in my house growing oh. up. I don't know. Um, Could have been. I think I... she was supposed to be the mom of the boy, who I guess was an orphan? Is that no, right? Maybe? I have no idea. <laughs> this is no. I, and the, I don't know Wikipedia, the Wikipedia is. says that Tad went into the house on a dare, which is not clear at all. No. Oh, yeah, he says it. Oh, well, he, he says, says that. that. He says yeah. that. Um, my boyfriend it. playing this game just kept trying to uh, leave through the, <laughs> the door in the kitchen. He's oh, like, yeah. that's got to be an option. I was like, I don't think that's an option. Um, I'd give the game plan this like nine bones okay. because mm-hmm. it's it's so hard. <laughs> it's it's so hard. So I guess that's I guess that makes it good. Um, <laughs> it seems like the kind of. This seems like the kind of game I, I know why my dad like brought it home. It's because he was interested, but also I think he's probably trying to test to see if I was a dummy. Because oh, yeah. in his mind, he's a scientist and like he was on early internet. He's basically Fox Mulder, and like I'm sure this was his way of like IQ testing me to see right. if I was, was a real an dummy. Experiment. He's making like furious notes. Yep. Also, in uh, fairness to the game, Tom and I were playing it kind of under a time constraint, so it's just like. We can't. We couldn't let it sit and like mar- some of the puzzles sit and marinate for a little bit, which I think we would have solved a lot of them if if we uh, had yeah. the maybe the Rubik's cubes ones. I would never have solved. Um, mm-hmm. I'm gonna give this one. I'm gonna give it a six. Six bones. Six okay. bones. I think okay. it's clever. I think the puzzles yeah. and the way they're arranged are really clever, um, and the way they're implemented into the because they do feel. <laughs> disjointed like I, we were texting drew a little bit before recording uh, pointing out that there's no puzzles that involve dolls and he's like yeah. a doll maker and his house is filled with dolls so it was like weird yeah. it's like a lot of the puzzles don't seem to really they don't do they don't take make any effort to actually connect them to the story or the universe or the there's house no like what you're going through the there's theme no theme. yeah He's not a toy maker. If he just make him a toy maker and have him like dolls be one of the toys that he makes. If you make him a toy maker, then all the chess games, all these things make sense. It's like three narrative pieces of writing. You just add three yeah. lines of script, and this would make mm-hmm. so much more sense. But I, I do like how they're positioned throughout the house, and like the the like the the coffin flop thing is in the crypt in the base. <laughs> it's like oh, of course. Um, and the telescope and the study are like oh yeah, and they they find little like mazes on bedspreads and stuff like that. Um, so I thought that that stuff was clever. I did get frustrated by the thing that you guys said that, um, the thing that frustrates everybody about these games is how, how deliberately obtuse they are. And sometimes it's unfair. Like it's really Mm -hmm. unfair that how much they expect you to piece together with little to no information or even direction. Well, this was um, also pre-internet, yeah. right? So this was like that's also a version kind of, of the internet. The internet existed in '93. Yeah, yeah, the internet, you're right. And, and to the point, my dad had it. Like he had that early internet. <laughs> he had that early internet. I remember it was all message boards. Like, and I was I'd be on there talking about X Files with people. But like, that's kind of I think probably the only way you would get to know anything about this game, right? You would have to like go on a I, message I'm board. Just, I bet there were like IRCs totally devoted, devoted. to the seventh guest. 
that's what I was about to say. It's like that would be maybe a collective form of gameplay. The only way I think you could figure out some of these puzzles without looking them up. Because did any of us not look up how to play some of these? Like, did, did anybody would just do a full walkthrough without having to look no, up? No, I'll call I, them a liar I, if they say they did. Yeah, I, I looked up at least half uh, of I these puzzles. I didn't look up any of them, but then again, I have not finished the game. I'm still playing that Rook one as we speak. Like that one takes a real long time. Most of, most of them I just like looked up to see what I was supposed to do or like mm-hmm. the object of it. But some of them I was just like, like when I got to that night puzzle, I'm like, oh, no, no, yeah, no, yeah. no, 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 no. Hit that one at 315, still on it. <laughs> Sweet. It's, it's 430, um, by the way, okay. guys. Yeah. So we, we got our bones and our, our, we got our bones, our spookaboos and our spookadroos all piled up. So let's go. <laughs> Let's wander into the haunted blockbuster and exchange them for a VHS or not. Mm-hmm. Mm. The very last question, the very final puzzle of this episode of Screenplay is, do you buy this VHS? Please tell me whether or not I should just buy this VHS. If this was a if this was a a beat up old VHS that you could plant in your video collection for viewing with your pals on Saturday night, would you pick it up? I mean, okay, sorry. Uh, <laughs> very clearly, the answer as someone who had an Are You Afraid of the Dark themed birthday party, uh, <laughs> and then my parents just left the basement that way. We we dressed it all up with spider webs and stuff, and then my parents just left it, and that was the rest Sweet. of the house. So yes, like I would buy this. Uh, I think it's really like you said, schlocky fun. It's as a kid, it like scared the crap out of me. So I think it was like a good deterrent for like going into basements for a long time. <laughs> You have kids, I feel like they, they could still probably get a good spookum or two of it, but then you mostly have it around for kitsch value. Yeah. Um I feel that way, yeah. I'm I'm I think I'm gonna I think I'm going to also give the same answer. I think I buy this VHS purely for the kitsch value. Mm-hmm. I buy plenty of things for kitsch. Mm-hmm. So would not would not be the first VHS I've owned, uh, somewhat ironically. And you know, then like later on in life, there's gonna be like a, a band or a reference in a movie that's like very clearly, very clearly referencing seventh the seventh guest, guest reference. <laughs> and then you're like, oh, I got that one. Oh, do they exist? Do those exist? Are there I mean, seventh guest references in other st- media? I must know. Yeah, I, I know. That's a great question. That's a great question. Like how in um, Life is Strange, like the the other game, there's like the Fire Walk with me. It's called Fire Walk. And like, it's very clearly a Twin Peaks reference. I love finding that kind of stuff. So maybe. There has to be, right? The 11th hour, the... There's probably. Let's hope so. Stop All right, John. Uh, Stop infection. Yeah, I'll, I'll buy it. Just uh, because like you can see the the bones of other games in it um mm-hmm. how like they kind of like say oh, okay the seventh guess it's kind of like a, a famous one it's a you know um a famous you know horror video game the puzzle video game like amnesia probably took a lot of cues from it so yeah i mean i'd buy it uh the, i like the, the kitsch is fun just watching the i'd like i want to go back and just watch like the cutscenes uh mm-hmm. because those were hilarious um, but, uh, yeah, it's, yeah, I'll buy it. Yeah, it's, 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 it's fun. I would just, like, don't play it, like, like, aggressively is what, I don't know a better word for it. It's just, like, yeah, just, you know, look at the puzzles. So, like, if you get stuck on one, just, like, all right, just come back to it later. You know, it's, it's one of those games. Like, it's, I don't think it's supposed to be beaten in one sitting. Um, hmm. just play oh, it like, God, as a, no. like, as one of those big <laughs> tabletop puzzles. 
You just come back well, guess, to it every once in a while. Here's my question, I guess. Will you guys be buying the re-released version? Uh, or I guess of the, v- of the, the VR? VR? Yeah, the VR version, that's what I mean. I think I'm probably going to have to just to see what it is. Yeah. I will watch Tom play it just because I can't play VR games without puking. Ah, uh, yeah. I'm really debating it. I mean, I bought a, I, I won a VR headset at round one, and I plan on doing the, uh, the what's, what's it called? Until Dawn. The reason I got like a PlayStation to begin with, the Ooh. Until Dawn horror game. Which is oh, so the uh, the shooter. No, Until Dawn, the one where you're like um in a horror. Oh, movie. you can pl- you just you just play Until Dawn in VR. No, no, there's the one where you're like on a uh, roller coaster, I think. Yeah, oh, that, yeah, 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 that's, yeah, that's uh, what I was talking about. Yeah. Like I don't know what that's called. It's like a it's like a isn't it a shooter? Yeah, it's oh, a shooter. I haven't played it yet. Yeah, I haven't played, but uh, it sounds it's a real shooter. It sounds fun. Sweet, yeah, I'm gonna try that one out. Um. So I would buy the VR version, I guess. I guess that's like the equivalent of VHS. Um, I didn't realize, though, I'm reading now about it. Bill Gates called the seventh guest the new standard in interactive entertainment. I had that's that quote cool. in my, in my uh, notes, and I didn't bring it up. But yeah, he did. <laughs> Bill sure. Gates but again, this was 1993. This. Like, LucasArts, I don't think it released a lot of its shit yet. And also, Rebel it's Assault not a was bad out at this game. point. Like, for 1993, oh, it's, no. it's a pretty solid game. Pretty sweet. Yeah. Oh wow. That's, that I think I think we've completed our obligation. Um I think that's a so transaction is yeah. complete. Y'all can leave now. Oh man. Drew, thank you so 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 much for being on the show. Thank you for inviting this me is really to, fun. to the Spookaboo Banner. Well, I'm so happy that um, I was thrilled that you wanted to be on the show. That was that was really cool. So yeah, thanks for being oh, I on. I loved it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come back anytime. Bring Soma. Yeah. Um, oh, yay. Or, or or I have no mouth and I must scream. I'd love to talk about that yeah, game too. Dude, that'd be awesome. Um, what do you what do you want to plug? What do you want to tell people? Oh yeah, so I'm video Drew across all social platforms. You can also find me over at Passion Fruit. Uh, that's spelled Passion F R U dot I T. Yeah, I know it's like that kind of thing, but it's a uh, New website for uh, creators. Um, we have a newsletter. We have a great uh, YouTube series called The Reactorverse, which interviews uh, YouTube reactors. Um, and it's it's really good. It's for anybody who like makes stuff on the internet and is into creator labor issues. So check that out. Sounds like it's uh, right up my alley. Yeah, it actually is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, well, if you're here and you're listening... Uh... We have a Patreon. Head over to Gamefully Unemployed. Um, well, that's not right. Head over to Patreon.com slash Gamefully Unemployed. Dave normally does this bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, you do <laughs> Where, uh, you have all We have all kinds of stuff. Uh, 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 all kinds of tiers. You get just $5 a month. You can get ex- uh, access to all sorts of exclusive podcasts like Fox Folder is a Maniac. Um, Tom and Jeff watch Batman, Star Trek The Next Futurama, and Spielboys. Uh, we also have tiers where we watch movies with our patrons every Friday night. We have custom podcast tiers where you can commission your own podcasts about just about anything you want pretty much. Um, so go check that out. We also have a great Discord community full of awesome people. Um, and we have a store. Uh, head over to GamefullyUnemployed.com. That's the Gamefully Unemployed address. Uh, we'll find a link to our Teespring store. We have all kinds of cool original artwork and designs. You can get on t-shirts, mugs, stickers, posters, all sorts of things. So slap your pink peepers onto that. Yeah, oh, and yeah. Uh, if you are if you would like to look for me online, I am on Twitter at Johnny Rhymes and also Blue Sky at Johnny Rhymes. Oh, yeah, I need to do that, I guess. Yeah, I sent you a code, like... Yeah, so did Brockway. Three weeks ago. <laughs> I, have t- I have two codes now, and I haven't used them yet. I'm, like, trying to give these hey. things away. No one wants them. I don't know why. It's like, get off Twitter, guys. Come on. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, right. I'm sure yes. a lot of people want them, but I just don't feel like... Mm-hmm. 
putting in that auction out there. I asked about like if anyone could draw Bishop from the X-Men. That was a mistake. <laughs> it's been inundated with every YouTube artist ever on Twitter. Oh my Don't God. do that. It was bad. No, I kind of want to do that. <laughs> I think you should. All right, yeah. you go ahead, but I warned you. <laughs> ask them for a draw. Ask them, ask for a drawing of Staff Infection. Yeah. Draw yeah. the Staff and design a Staff Infection T-shirt that we would sell at a club show on the road. Okay, that's it. That's for the game Flan Employed Store, and that's, that's yeah, the quest, people. Design merchandise right. for Tom and Dave to sell. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm ending the show now. All right. Get out of here. Bye. 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 episode artwork is provided by Doc Garvey. You can follow him on Twitter at underscore JD Burroughs underscore. Our channel artwork is produced by Michael Vincent Bramley. You can find more of his artwork at instagram.com slash mvbramleyart.